Good morning. Hello to everyone. Thank you so much for joining Reflective Faith Podcasting. I'm so excited to have you here with me. And we're going to begin in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the uh, capabilities of spreading your word and your joy. Pray that you'll be with all the listeners today and touch their heart with your word. Let us see your truth and apply your truth to our lives. In your precious holy name, thank you. Amen. All right. So I'm your host, Faith. And if you this is your first time uh, joining us, we are so excited to have you. If not, we're glad to have our followers come back. I encourage you, if you enjoy this podcast, to please share it. Today, we're going to get started with um, talking about the new life. We're so excited about our relationship in Christ that we're having and we're building and we'll, we're getting into God's Word. We're digging deep and we are trying to grow closer to him and in order to do that we have got to be able to accomplish what he would have us to do in our new life and be productive and fruitful as a Christian so we're going to look today at Ephesians chapter 4 and it starts at verse 17 and we're going to go to verse 24 all right, and we're going to start there. And this is Paul talking to the church of Ephesus. And um, the people of the church of Ephesus, they had just fallen in love with God. They had just embraced him and wanted to be so much like him and, and Christ-like that they were embracing them. So Paul here is telling them how they are to depart from their old life and accept and embrace this new life that they have Become because they have actually become a new creation in Christ Jesus. So beginning there in verse 17, chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Now this I say and testify unto the Lord, that you must no longer walk as Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you've learned Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him and you were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So we're going to begin here. This is Paul's appeal to accept and to embrace that new morality or the principles for the members or Christians following Christ. So... The first thing he's telling them is you've got to put off your old self. You've got to put away every trace of your past lives. That means letting go of parts of your life that are hindering your relationship with the Lord. Letting go parts of your life that are hindering your closeness and your fellowship with God. This could be possibly friends. You know, you never know. People in your life friends, family members, uh, work colleagues, 
Sometimes it's putting them and letting them go. It could be actual jobs or your work atmosphere itself. Or it's your behaviors. Maybe it's you're reacting to a situation. There's a lot of things. People talk about control. Well, I've got to have control in my life. Well, there's a lot of things in life that you can't control. But one thing you can control is your behavior and how you react to different situations and circumstances. Also, it talks about talking about letting go of past things of your life could be your attitude. You know, do you get up in the morning and do you see a glass half full or half empty? Are you uh, negative or are you positive? Do you try to find a silver lining in the situations that you are? So that attitude builds on, and, and I'm doing research right now. I'm, I'm finishing up my PhD and I'm doing research right now. And I have actually found that your mood and your attitude actually affects your self-efficacy and your self-awareness. So if you've got a negative attitude or a negative outlook on life, then that is affecting your mental capabilities of how you see yourself and how you see yourself succeeding. So attitude is huge. Maybe it's past beliefs that, oh, well, this is a little white lie. It's not going to hurt me. Well, it may not hurt you, but who does it hurt out in, in the real world? Lies a lot. Um, so the concepts of maybe what you prior thought what was right and wrong, because now as a Christian, you have God's word that you can compare what is truth, what is truly right, and what is truly wrong. Um, and once you've accepted Christ as your Savior, Paul was wanting them to know that you're no longer a Gentile. You are now a Christian. You have been changed. You have been transformed. This is, this is new. This is something that you need to embrace. So that means the attitudes, the beliefs, the behaviors, possibly getting new friends, the concepts of right and wrong. You've got God's word to hold that against and see. Then if you go on down, so that's talking about in uh, verse 17 where it says you are no longer to walk as Gentiles because, and here this is one thing that really makes intriguing to me, is he begins to tell the different characteristics of a Christian that you've got to let go. And he goes into a little bit more depth and he gives that description of what they are and why they're that way and what you should be letting go. So the first thing is their um, futility or their aimlessness. You know, they have empty lives. If you don't have Christ as your Savior, you're constantly searching for something. You've got to try to fill it. Sometimes you try to fill it with drugs. Sometimes you try to fill it with alcohol. Sometimes you try to fill it with people, uh, relationships, sexual relationships. Or you, you try to fill it with the next best get your life right book or whatever. Um, the next new fad out there. It could be a diet. It could be all of this stuff. And you're trying to replace something that you do not have. And what you don't have is Christ. So you're walking around living an aimless, fruitful, fruitless, purposeful-less life. You don't have, you don't feel like you don't have your purpose. It's almost like you're walking around aimlessly. Um, 
And you have to think, well, you know, what about some of these people that I know that are, they're good people and, and they're very successful and they've got all this. Well, that's materialistic things. That's stuff that can't be, go, it can't go with them, can't be buried with them, can't go with them to either into their eternity, whether it be heaven or hell. So they still spiritually, emotionally, mentally, they're still searching for something, even though they may put on an outward appearance of everything's all grand. Um, then the next thing he says, they are blind. They live under a delusion. Their comprehension was corrupted by evil. Until you heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, you yourself were corrupted and living under delusion that what, you, you know, if you did enough good deeds or you went to church enough or you prayed enough that you would be fine. But that was a delusion by the devil that that was going to get you where you needed to be when in reality it was having a personal relationship with Christ that was going to get you where you needed to be. So that's something you've got to put away. You've got to put that delusion away and understand that your relationship with Christ needs to be your top priority in your life. You may be someone out there, okay, I'm, I'm, you may be a young person starting out their life, starting out their journey, and trying to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their life, trying to find a, a mate in life, and, and you're kind of wandering around aimlessly because... The question is, is have you put your relationship with Christ your top priority? I guarantee you, when you put that relationship with Christ as your top priority, then you yourself will see jobs will start falling in place. A partner or, you know, a companion will start falling in place. Finances will start falling in place. But it's because you've got to prioritize what is important in your life. And that's that relationship with God. Um, the next thing is ungodly. They had, you know, their hearts had been hardened toward God. Gentiles, they may have heard the gospel. They're like, well, I'm angry at God. You know, why is all this bad stuff happening to me? Well, maybe it's not God. Maybe your purpose that God made you for, because if you remember when we talked about in uh, Psalms 139, your days are already pre-written down. So the devil knows your purpose. The devil knows what God plans to do with your life and how to, he's going to use your life and your testimony to bring others to Christ, to grow his kingdom. So don't you think that if you have a big purpose and, and God's got plans for you, the devil already knows it. So maybe some of those circumstances that you're in are either bad choices because you are not your, the ignorance of God in your life or the ignorance of Christ working in your life? Or could it be that the devil's trying to force you away, create distance between you and God, so therefore you never fulfill what God had planned, planned for you to fulfill? Uh, the next thing is shameless. They, you know, Gentiles, they've hardened their heart, their, their ignorance towards God, they're ungodly. They, they're living under this delusion. Well, it finally gets to a point that they start losing the conscience of what's right and wrong. And lines begin to blur. And it's okay to do this one little thing when in reality, it's not okay. And, you know, he's saying that you've got to put off that behavior because... 
You're no longer walking and living in that way. The next thing is sorted. They consciously give themselves over to sexual immorality. So there you go. I mean, you've got tons of sexual immorality all over the internet, all over your social media, all over the TV. You know, years ago, I'm from the 80s, what used to be a rated R movie is now like a PG-13 movie, and what rated X movie is now a rated R movie, and they're only getting worse. It's because they, Satan is trying his very best to desensitize individuals from the morality that God has tried to place before them. And and that's what's happening. And it's not only taking that immorality and having these sexual relationships, now they're even pushing it even further that they're having the uncleanliness. It's almost become a business. I mean, how many, and I know that this, people are going to think, oh, this is a tinfoil hat person or this is someone else, but how many um, rumors and episodes of the sex trafficking and how the government's already lost 85,000 kids at the border and in Ukraine, 60,000 kids have been lost. Where are these kids? And then you've got rumors of people in Hollywood doing uh, satanic worship and using children as child sacrifices or they are in pedophilia and sex trafficking children just to fill out their sex fantasies. It has become a business in the world. And sadly, there I saw a clip where a lady that used to work for the government was testifying before Congress where she felt like, especially with the kids going lost, the 85,000 kids lost at the border, that basically the United States is becoming a middleman for sex traffickers and drug cartels. So... It's not only gone from a sordid, Gentiles have not only gone from a sordid affair, they've gone to indecency and uncleanliness. And the thing is, is they're never never satisfied. They're never content. They've, You know, you've always got to have something more. You've always got to have something better. Remember we talked about when we were talking about in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we talked about God's provision and his provision was going to be a daily provision whatever you needed that day, and we needed to be learned to be content in what we have that day. Well, if you are living without Christ, being content is not in your vocabulary. You're constantly wanting some more. And the reason you're wanting more is those that live without Christ are missing a huge part of their soul. They're missing a huge part of their inner well, mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. I used to teach health at a Christian school and you didn't have a complete health unless your physical health was in line, your mental health was in line, your emotional health was in line, and your spiritual health was in line. If you didn't have all four of those healths in line and coordinated and and working, then, then you weren't healthy. And so many in our nation now have emotional and mental problems and they have spiritual they're lacking the spiritual part of it and so they are never satisfied they're never content with what they want and God is saying 
okay, if you've become a Christian and you've accepted me as your Savior, these are the things that you've got to put away. You've got to learn to be content with what I give you. You've got to learn to be content with how things are going. You've got to learn to soften your heart and and humble yourself and embrace the love that I have for you. You've got to get rid of the delusions that the world and drugs and alcohol and sex and people are going to fulfill those needs. Success is going to fulfill those needs. That's not true. You've got to let that stuff go and put your 100% reliance on me and your relationship with me. And too many of us are trying to fill that hole or fill those voids. And maybe we are a Christian, but we haven't let all that stuff go. We've not put our complete faith and our complete trust in the Lord. And that's what Paul is telling the church of Ephesus, that to be and live in that new life, that new Christian spirit, you've got to do that. Well, then it goes on further. And it says, uh, but not that is the, this is at verse 20, but that is not the way you learned Christ. If you have heard about the word of Christ, if you've learned about the word of Christ, being ignorant of him, being hard hearted, being aimlessly living without purpose, being delusioned and ungodly and having no shame and being indecency and giving yourself over to sexual immorality then you, you have not learned who God is and you don't have that true relationship with him. Assuming that you have heard about him and you were taught the, as the truth is in Jesus, Jesus is the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Not by your works, not by attending church, not having a good church mama or a good church grandma or a good church daddy, but the only way you're getting to heaven and only the way you're getting to learn the truth is through Jesus Christ himself to put your old self off okay guys it's time to like it's like a muddy coat you're gonna take it off you're gonna put it out it's so muddy it's it doesn't matter if you wash or clean it It, it's it's you, you can't put it back on you're gonna take that off and you're gonna put on the armor of God to fight all these temptations coming back into you Then it says, 22, put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. You want to get rid of those deceitful desires. You want to get rid of that corruption and to be renewed in the spirits of your minds and to put on the new self. That new self was created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Well, what does that mean? True righteousness and holiness. Well, according to God, the new man is, according to God, that is created in his likeness and it manifests itself in true righteousness and holiness. Righteousness meaning right conduct towards others and holiness meaning piety towards God, putting him at the center of your life, putting him up on that pedestal that he deserves to be put on. Now, when it goes back in verse 23, where it says you're being renewed in spirit of mind, this points to a complete about face in your thinking. You're going to change from mental impurity to a holiness thought. You're going to go from that person seeing a half glass, half empty 
to seeing it half full, maybe even possibilities of being filled by the end of the day because the Lord, your God, gives you the provision that you need. But in order to do this, you've got to be willing to take off that old self. My question is to you today, guys, are you willing to take off your old self? If you have accepted Christ as your Savior and you're going with me in this journey to delve and get a closer relationship to Him, are you willing to take off all that old self? And yes, you may lose friends. Yes, you may lose a job. Yes, you may lose others. But is it worth it to be in the most connected and precious, intimate relationship with God? As for someone that has this has happened to Yes, I am so content in my life. I am so happy in my life right now. And it's because I am daily striving to make God the center of my life. And I am content. He has given me that contentment of my home, my family, my children, my obstacles that I'm facing right now. He's given me that contentment and reassured me that he's going to give me the provision that is needed for me. So I ask you, dear dear listeners, are you ready yourself? Are you ready to give over to the Lord? And if you're not, I pray that after this message, you'll, you'll be willing to soften that heart and let go of the old self and seek the new self. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these words. Thank you for this inspiration of knowing that we can just rid our old self that's that's tied to the old lives, that's tied to the old ways of thinking and the ways of trying to solve problems and that we can focus and center our focus strictly on you and know that whatever needs to come about will come about through your grace and mercy and it will be better beyond belief than what we've ever imagined. And in that, dear God, we praise you and thank you for your word today in your precious holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today, folks. I'm so excited to be back. I took a few days off just so that I could recoup and rest and spend time with my family. And I hope to be with you again tomorrow. If you've liked this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and tell them Reflective Faith Podcast tries to deliver daily, and we're uh, digging in deep into God's Word, building that relationship with Him, drawing closer to Him. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a blessed and wonderful day.